escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Is, uh, lawyers for IGP resist attempt to invite external witnesses as Parliament's ad hoc committee probing alleged plot to remove him continues sitting in camera. We'll take you live for updates from Parliament. And education on hold, life at a standstill in Anglo, in the Volta region, a community devastated by floods as a result of spillage of. Uh, the Kosombo Dam and torrential rains. We have details as the MP for the area calls on government to immediately fix the perennial flooding or face protests in Parliament. And as we mark Mental Health Day today, we put the spotlight on caregivers going the extra mile to reduce stigma against persons with mental illness. We'll be bringing you that story from the Upper West region and when the all financial burden of her family uh, was left on her to handle, Melsa had to make a choice to either continue her education or find work to earn money. There's more in today's edition of our Stories of Hope. I'm grateful that you made time to join me this morning. Kindly stay for details. We are also live on DSTV, Channel 421, Go TV, and on your digital television because we are free to air and around the world at myjoyonline.com. We start off on an update on the ad hoc committee that has been investigating the alleged plot to remove the IGP. And the lawyers for the IGP are resisting any attempt by the committee to invite external witnesses the committee continues its in-camera hearing today and all witnesses are expected to attend at the evidence including witnesses to testify but lawyers for the igp are the view those testimonies of the extra witnesses are of no relevance to the investigation they insist the committee has completed its work per its terms of reference samuel imbura has the inside story the investigation into the alleged plot to remove the IGP has revealed intriguing revelations from the witnesses who have testified during the public hearings. Chief Daniel Bugrinabu, the central figure behind the tape, has shared his motivations and the story behind the recording. Senior police officers, COP Alex Mensa retired, and Superintendent Georgia Sari have also given their testimonies and requested an in-camera hearing to provide further details of their allegations. Even National Security Minister Abed Kandapa was invited and shared findings but declined to submit documents as evidence citing national security concerns. It's an interim report, but he will not share it with us. Because if you care to know, it's a national security document, it's not declassified. And in terms of law and the constitution, there's no way we share it with that. The committee took a substantial break to review and analyze the evidence presented to it. It resumes today for a comprehensive in-camera hearing. However, ahead of the hearing, lead counsel for the IGP, Kwame Jan, expresses dissatisfaction with the committee chairman, Samuel Athachia, and signals strong opposition to inviting external witnesses. The chairman is operating as if he is a sole commissioner, and we are going to use all necessary legal means at the hearing not to accept this and i will protect my client's interests to the best of my ability this is my oath as a lawyer 
and we would resist any attempt by the chairman or the committee to bring any extraneous person to come and testify. On the other hand, lawyers for Superintendent George Asari challenge the IGP's legal team to resist the invitation of external witnesses if they have nothing to hide. To say that you are going to resist, it presupposes that maybe you have some skeletons hiding in your cupboard and you think these witnesses are going to expose you. Meanwhile, the lawyers representing the IGP accusers have written to a parliamentary ad hoc committee requesting protection for their witnesses during testimony. Tensions seem to be escalating as the IGP's legal team has vowed to approach the hearing more assertively. But we are not going to go ahead with kids' gloves in, in the subsequent proceedings. We will not. Are you ready for a showdown? I won't say showdown. This one will be a show up. Showdown has been abused and battered. Expectations are higher for the in-camera hearing scheduled for five consecutive days and expected to conclude on 10th October and it is anticipated to bring closure to the ongoing investigations. Samuel Mbura. Joy News. Let me now take you live to Parliament. Samuel Mbura is there for us. Hello, Samuel. So, um, as we've already established, these hearings are in camera, but you've been able to get um, some scoop for us. Are all the witnesses uh, appearing before today's committee in already? Hello, Samuel, if you can hear me, are all witnesses expected to appear before the committee today in? At the moment, we can't confirm that all, the, all of them are before the committee because uh, before we arrived here, I was told that COP Alex Mesa and his lawyers, as well as um, Superintendent George Asari, uh, were in the premises. So they should be before the committee. Just um, a minute ago, Daniel Bugrinabu, who is the key witness in this case, has also arrived. And then he's getting to the 10th floor of uh, Job 600 for it um, to um, kickstart. I spoke earlier to lawyer Kwame Jan, who is the lead counsel of the IGP lawyers, and he said they are ready. His client is expected to be here, but he's not here at the, at the moment. So uh, those that I know are around, um, COP Alex Mensa retired, Superintendent George Asari, um, Bugri Nabu, and lawyers for the IGP um, uh, here, so we are still waiting for the IGP himself to uh, to come here. So, but in a brief interaction that I had with the lawyers for the IGP, they indicated that they would have been surprised with documents. Some even coming from the Herald newspaper, some coming from uh, Nigeria, and I mean reports that they deem as extraneous, and then they are somehow foreign to the investigation. So he has made it categorical to me again that. They are going to resist any attempt by the committee to invite other witnesses who have not been mentioned in the uh, leaked tape. His um, point or the argument is that a witness cannot invite witness. They are supposed to talk for themselves, not to invite uh, others. Uh, if you recall, about two weeks ago, there was a letter that was written by lawyers for Superintendent George Asari and COP Alex Mensa requesting... Um, that they bring about three um, um, witnesses to um, buttress their allegations against the IGP. Two of them are civilians, and these two witnesses are supposed, according to the lawyers, to testify on how Daniel Bugrinabu allegedly aided in the appointment of the IGP, Dr. George Akufudampari. They are also to testify the alleged kickbacks that have been paid to Dr. Akufudampari and how Bugrinabu has been more or less a puddle to the IGP and running his errands. The last person who is a senior police officer stationed in Accra here is also to testify on the, um, the reported, the, uh, the alleged um, use of some of the police units by the IGP for his personal operations and all that. So these, these are the witnesses that we understand 
they, they are to uh, put before the committee. I have not seen them yet, but we are still waiting and then nosing around for uh, information. But as we speak now, the uh, committee hearing, the in-camera hearing, has not officially started. I am told, reliably told, that the committee will have a conference, uh, a conference first before they get into the um, in-camera uh, hearing. So that is the state of affairs here in Parliament so far as this um, leaked tip investigation, the in-camera hearing is concerned. Remember, it starts today and ends on 10th of October, which will be on Saturday. So it's like five consecutive days hearing details and we understand this is expected to bring closure to the entire investigation and or after the 10th of october the committee will now present their reports recommendations and uh, findings if you have further questions for me i'm still on standby for you bennis i'm sure samuel uh, just a bit of a clarification on the concerns by lawyers of the igp about uh, what they claim to be a sinister agenda by the committee chairperson. Do we have a response from uh, Mr. Samuel Atachia or even any member of the committee? I've not had any response from Mr. Samuel Atachia yet. Uh, however, in my earlier interaction with um, Vice Chairman of the committee, James Agaga, he, he said that the committee has never... Um, dragged his feet in giving audience to the, um, the, the witnesses. So anyone who has issues can put it before them. Uh, you know very well that uh, during even the start of this entire public hearing, there were objections from the lawyers of COP Alex Mensah and Superintendent George Asari on the inclusion of Peter Tobu and then James Agaga himself they said they made comments that they deemed as um, prejudicial and they were not uh, by those comments supposed to be on the committee, but they were able to uh, go around those issues and, and solve them. So same is applicable here. They are asking the lawyers for the IGP that, look, if you have evidence that there's a sinister agenda against your clients, bring them forth, we'll scrutinize it and then listen to you. But we are waiting for the official response from the uh, chairman himself on some of these allegations that um, they are raising. Right, Samuel, we'll leave it here for now. That's Samuel Imbura joining us from Parliament where uh, that uh, investigation into the alleged plot to oust the IGP continues. We, we understand that the committee will continue hearing witnesses and their witnesses in camera. The IGP's lawyers are opposed to that. In fact, they argue that there's no need for further witnesses, and uh, they say that the committee is done with its work per its terms of reference. Samuel Imbura will be in Parliament for us, and we definitely will furnish you with further details, especially uh, on a response to these allegations made by lawyers for the IGP. Now to some other stories. Life has come to a standstill at Agrobledokui, a community in the Anglo constituency of the Volta region. The uncontrolled spillage of the Akosombo Dam has flooded the entire community, putting the lives of the people there on hold. So many members of this community have grown tired of having to deal with the devastation every year, which is not only caused by the spillage of the Akosombo Dam, but torrential rains as well. My colleague, Kukwa Sante, was in that community and reports. For weeks, school children in Agobledokui have been home after flooding cut their school off from the rest of their community. The spillage of the Volta Dam and torrential rains have combined to threaten their dreams. The livelihoods of that of their families have also been put on hold as they wait for the flood waters to recede. It's been a month since many of these houses in this community flooded and residents have to adjust to live with it as their rooms are drenched and filled with flood waters. Since about, since about uh, 1996, 1996 that way, it's a seasonal every season. And, uh, and uh, from June that way, it's come. When it's come like this, the, our schools are, have been closed. People are not have chance to go to school because across the school side, so the people cannot move to the school. So we close the school down, and uh, our jobs 
have been lost in like farm activities. We can't go to farm again. So we just there here and be suffering from food and those aspects. Some houses people get in their inside their rooms so they can they will, they have to take blocks and put before make bedroom make bed and sleep on it. Those are the problems are facing us. As we just stay to manage when it goes that we start our jobs activities. As when it comes it takes about three months or four months that so for about three or four months you'll be living with water. Yes. yes We have become miserable. We can't even sleep over fears our houses may collapse. We just stay up all night. For many of these residents, this annual occurrence frustrates them. For many, they've been seeing this ever since they were born. The time that I'm born in this town, every year, the water will come. But it also affects us, enter our rooms, our chicken. If they come like this, can't even cook. If you want to cook, you have to buy charcoal before. You have. And, but if you have a cylinder, so you used to cook. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. It's been one month since our houses were taken over by the floods. We need help. We are suffering and we are looking up to God. Their call for help seemed to have all fallen on deaf ears. No Nagmo inside to offer relief items. No efforts by the government, they say, to end the perennial flooding once and for all. MP for the area, Richard Kwame Sefe, who donated some items on behalf of the former president, John Dramani Mahama, to the community, urged government to come to their aid. Uh, the VRS pillage, the control pillage, which is uh, being done now, the, 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 the flash waters, as well as uh, the, the other SSs uh, that are coming into play. Um, for now, we are uh, at a loss as to where to call on. Because try as we could, we couldn't achieve anything. You, if you come to the coast, you are talking of the, the tidal wave. You go, you come around the hinterlands. This is what we are witnessing. So we are only pleading to the government and its agencies that it's time that they come to help us. If they don't, what is going to happen is that these people are going to remain like this and God knows when. Already, a number of MPs in these coastal areas of the Volta region are threatening to vote against government's budget if it does not make adequate provision to end this phenomenon. Mr. Safer says if this is what it would take to get government to act, he will join this protest. We, as parliamentarians from the coastal area here, we have been doing our bit by raising questions, uh, appealing to government over the few years we are in parliament. Now that the media, you have come to witness some of this, you can see the 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 the, 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 the devastation on the face of the people. Look at them. People could not even go to their rooms to sleep. Neither could they do anything meaningful. A representative of people of Anglo, and this is what they are suffering. If there is any means that I, their representative, could do to. Uh, for the authorities to hear their, their cries. If that is the only means we should go, I will go by that. I, for one, if there is a way that we are going to vote, if there is a way we are going to vote, even if it's going to be one out of the 275, I will do that under protest. So that one, you count on me, that I will have a way of trying to put some of these things across. For now... And as residents wait for some action by those paid, 
and those in office to fix these issues and make their lives better, they have to wait with patience for the next two or three months so that they can get their lives back to normalcy after these floodwaters recede. They can send their children back to school, but the rest of the world isn't waiting. For Joy News, Kwekua Sante, Agobledokui, Angloga District, Volta Region. Now from the Volta region, we go to the Upper West Regional Capital, where a young man's passion for mentally ill persons in that part of the country has brought hope and sanity to the lives of even babies and adults who, who would have otherwise remained socially excluded and stigmatized. Some would have even died due to lack of proper medication and nutrition. Today's Mental Health Day, and as part of awareness creation, we put the spotlight on Ilyasi Yusuf Baba, who through his Bahas Foundation has reduced the number of people living with mental health conditions on the streets of the Wa municipality. His interventions have helped to reduce stigma, torture and ill treatment of mentally ill persons in that community. In commemoration of the day today, we ask who cares for the caregiver or persons who care for others with mental health issues and what do they need most to provide the optimum care. Elias Obaba is a beneficiary of the maiden edition of the Journeys Impact Makers Awards. He joins us via Zoom with more. Hello, Elias. I'm so excited to see you today. I remember when you picked up that award and how excited you were. But tell us how it has been since then. Uh, alhamdulillah. No, it's not been easy. You know, this award, when you receive it, it tells you that you have to put more effort or to know that because the whole world is watching you. When the, world, the whole world is watching you, that means that you have to put a lot of effort into whatever you are doing. And, and I'm glad to know that you're still at it. Uh, but just tell us how you have been doing. Today we are Finding out, because we always, and it's, it's important that we talk about persons living with mental health conditions and how they're doing, but I want to find out how you are doing and how you've been coping doing this work for such a long time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been great. Uh, as I always said, I'm always happy whenever I have time with these people because I know they are part and parcel of this. Today is the most important day for these mental health people. Right, Iliasu, I, I think there's a challenge with your, your connection. We'll try to work on that because I really want to hear from you and how you are doing. So while we work on Iliasu's line, let me take you back to Parliament. We understand that the IGP has arrived. And if you just joined me on news desk, uh, the latest is that the committee investigating that alleged plot to oust the IGP has resumed sitting in camera. Uh, the IGP's lawyers have some concerns about uh, the terms of reference of the committee, and they believe that the committee is be going beyond its mandate by inviting other witnesses to come and testify in camera. Uh, Samuel Mbura is there for us. Samuel, if you can hear me, the IGP has arrived. I'm sure he came with his lawyers. What's the latest you can report? Um, Venice, the IGP is on his way coming out, um, I mean, coming to Parliament. But his lawyers, um, right behind me, are his lawyers, is he Kwame Jan? Mr. Sari from the CID Legal Unit. And we also have Kofi Bento. You know, he has written about uh, this latest invitation of the IGP. So we are waiting outside for the IGP to arrive. But let me just engage uh, Mr. Bento briefly on his comments about this. Uh, uh, Mr. Bento, if you can join us on Joy News Dex, we're grateful. Uh, what is your interest in this ongoing case? I saw your post on social media. You felt the invitation of the IGP again is more than, let's say, harassment. My posts on social media are personal, but I'm here as the official spokesperson for the IGP's legal team. I'm led by lawyer Kwame Jan. So we are here to assist Parliament in its duty. Uh, the Speaker set up a committee, and the committee has a clear remit. We are interested, indeed our client, the IGP, is interested in assisting the committee to achieve what the Speaker set it up to achieve.
So we are here to do that. Um, part of what I have been saying in my post is that, unfortunately, it looks like the committee is going a bit away from what it was set up to do. And um, we have cooperated with the committee and will continue to cooperate with the committee. Indeed, we had the instructions of our client to make sure that we provide every information and make them available. Uh, but we are inclined to also work hard to ensure that the committee does not lose its way. It cannot be an open-ended, wide-ranging probe of the entire police service. Your lead counsel was talking about extraneous witnesses, in which you are going to resist that and all that. You think that the committee is overstepping its boundaries, trying to put the entire Ghana police service into full-blown trial? We don't just think. We are speaking on matters of fact. So you can tell that in the past we have been here, we have subjected, you know, or we have allowed our client to speak and answer all kinds of questions. So far, it is clear, it's a matter of fact, that as we speak, all manner of invitations are being made to all manner of persons to speak on all manner of issues. It cannot be that that was what was intended. So again, we are here to assist the committee to achieve the aims for which it was set up. To that extent, we have to limit it to the remit of what the speaker asked it to do. So it's not a combat. It's not, you know, adversarial. It's not a matter of we coming to resist anything. But the, the fact is that there is a goal to all of this. But there is a and concern, about, there's a concern about productive hours spent mm -hmm. before the committee. There's a latest report that suggests that Ghana has even moved, it's not even part of the top 10 countries in terms of um, cabin crime. I've seen that of Rwanda and other countries advancing. And they'll hold IGPs for the committee for an investigation and productive hours that could have used to, um, I mean, trail these criminals is being used to, to answer questions. That should be your worry, right? It is a worry. I, I speak as a citizen. Look, let me make it clear. There is a high cost for the whole country to pull the head of the internal security service, the head of administration of the 50,000 strong Ghana police force, and let him be here answering questions on behalf of his subordinates. So the questions that are being asked him, what essentially is going on, is being we are forcing the IGP to answer to his subordinates. The point that has to be made is that the police service has elaborate, sufficient, okay, systems to deal with queries, critique, or whatever it is. So on another level, we will say that uh, maybe the IGP's presence here should have been resisted a bit. But again, our client is very, very, very much inclined to answer any question and not give any suggestion that he has anything to hide. But the price that we are paying is what we are talking about. It affects our security. Okay. Um, our view is that we have to do what our client wants, which is to say, come and answer to the committee. But that is also why we have to limit the work of the committee to what the speaker asks them to do. And to that extent, we will get what the goal for this whole you know, uh, uh, process is. We should not allow it to stray. We should not allow it to become open-ended. We are not sure when it will end. Indeed, we believe that what the speaker set it up to achieve has been achieved. And if it is about forensic, you know, investigations of something or about disciplinary action or whatever it is, there are other bodies that are properly set up to deal with it. So what we want to project is that uh, we are here to assist the committee to achieve its goals, but we necessarily have to also make sure that we limit ourselves to the remit of the committee so that all these issues about security and all those other things, I mean, the IGP should be able to go back to his work. The last time we saw his senior officers, POMAP members joining him. Uh, are we going to see same today? Uh, that is police administrative issues. Mm. And um, I will not be surprised if they all come here. You must understand that the police is a unit. They work together. Okay. When you call the IGP here, you're not just calling him in his personal capacity. Okay. He's the inspector general of police. Mm. He's a constitutionally set up office managing the whole police service. Okay. And, any question to him in his official capacity is a question to the whole police administration. So I think you can see them coming in. Um, yeah. So, uh, Ben, is in your short, uh, some of the senior police officers who are joining uh, the IGPs, um, I mean, arrival at the uh, parliament for the uh, continuous um, probe into the leaked tape. Uh, the IGP himself is expected to be here. Um, I have a host of them here, COP, Odro Quartin. Good morning, thank you. Uh, they are all here. I mean, these are people who represent the various directories at the headquarters of the Ghana Police Service. Madam Habiba is in charge of welfare. 
Chumesi COP Abiba Chimosi is in charge of welfare. And so far as it's, it has to do with the welfare of the Ghana Police Service, I'm sure that's why um, she's here. Madam, would you want to share a word with us? Welfare, Madam, would you want to share a word with us? At the moment, she wouldn't want to talk to us, but they are waiting for the IGP. Uh, in your shot is COP Awini. Um, he's also with the Ghana Police uh, Service, one of the top officials. Now, next, uh, just in front of me, the one coming in the shot is COP Yohono. He's GP2. So if the IGP is not there, he's the one who takes charge. And he's, he's arriving to support his boss uh, in this ongoing investigation. So the GP1 himself is here. The IGP, Dr. George Akufudampari, has arrived um, here to go for the uh, continuous um, coverage of it. Let me, let me just try and get a word from him. He prefers to be called a brother, so I'll find out. My brother, good morning. Thank you for joining us on Join News. Thank you. So uh, we hope to hear from him, though, but he's here to get the support of his people uh, before he gets in there. So he's getting salutes from them gradually, and then you go in for the uh, hearing. Um, my brother, the whole Ghana is watching you. Just a word from you. Would you want to say hi to them? <laughs> well, the IGP wouldn't speak, and he's leading his team in there. Uh, but in the shorts, you see lawyer Kwame Jan and his uh, able, um, I mean, lieutenant and in the shots there. So, um, right he enters. Um, if he enters, then the entire uh, investigations um, would, 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 would begin. But we, 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 we would have wished that we'll get a word from the IGP. Um, all right, I wish you all the best. All right, so the IGP wouldn't want to... Escuchas ese rugido? Sientes la experiencia de poder? La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Okay now, but he's um, getting in there with his team for this full-blown um, investigation, in-camera hearing to, uh, to, to begin. So, Dennis, the IGP with his men, today they are not in their operational wear, they are in the normal police uniform, and then they are here to support... Um, uh, they are boss there. So those who are here are mostly POMAP members. That's what we call the police management board members. Uh, ahead of the various directorates uh, are here. Just a few of them that I've not uh, seen around. But I can say all of them are here to uh, support um, their boss. So in, in your short here is ACP. Uh, in charge of public relations, uh, she's also here. ACP. Would you want to talk to us briefly, Madam Alice? You are here to support your board, the whole police, the whole Ghana police service is here. The IGP, the GP2, and all are here. What do you have to tell us, Madam? Would you want to say a word to Ghanaians uh, why you are all here to support? Well, Madam Akrofi wouldn't speak uh, because obviously her boss didn't speak, and the lawyers have spoken to us. Um, we are waiting to see. Uh, what happens. Right, so, so that's uh, Samuel uh, Imbura joining us from Parliament, uh, giving us details as the committee investigating the alleged plot to oust the president continues its hearing today. We understand that it will continue in camera. Uh, let me just take you down memory lane a bit. If you may recall, uh, there was a leaked audio involving uh, MPP known personality Bugri Nabu uh, speaking to some police senior officers, and in that, uh, in that audio, there was an alleged plot to oust the IGP. The Speaker of Parliament requested the formation of a committee to investigate this matter. We heard from Mr. Bugri Nabu first when the committee began its work, then from the police officers, and then the IGP uh, also appeared. After that, the committee decided to continue its sittings in camera. The lawyers for the IGP have raised concerns about that, and... Um, we understand that there may be a response to these concerns much later today when the committee uh, either speaks to the media before or after its hearing. So we've got our fingers crossed. Samuel Imbura is there for us and will be bringing us all the updates. But let's go back to um, Ilyasu Yusuf Baba. Uh, he is with the Bahas Foundation and he's been working in the one municipality to help persons living with mental health conditions get some dignity back in their lives, get proper health care and good nutrition. And today is World Mental Health Day. We're asking that question about 
who cares for the carer, right? And he was, he was giving us an answer to that when the line went bad. All right, it's good to have you uh, back, Ilyasu. Your line appears to be much more stable now. But I was finding out from you how you've been coping yourself, you know, doing this for years. How has it been for you? Yeah, I know it's a, it's a big, big challenge, but, you know, uh, artist is my passion, so I found it so easier to do because we have been doing it for years or so close to 17 years up to date uh, though there will be challenges but uh, uh, that challenges we call it occupational hazard so we don't have more problem with it it's good to go right and i just would like for you to share with us your story for those who are not familiar with what you do how do you go about reaching out to these people how do you house them yeah. how do you clothe them yeah, Bahas Foundation is a non-governmental organization based in WA Municipal. Uh, our main aim is to give hope to the mental ill people, those who have, re- who have been rejected by their family members, by society. We decided to bring them together, bath them, feed them, clothe them, and then medicate them. So and we are putting up a project known as Bahas Mental Home we are trying to get a home for the mental ill people in Upper West region. So every fortnight we go around town, you know, bring them. Well, after bringing them together, so we go to the dam. Actually, we don't have a place where we have been bathing them. We bath them in an open dam uh, around a, a Laura Road. And as we are speaking now, I can tell you that we have sent about a number of them, up to 40 of them, there as we are speaking to give them a bath after the bath to the ground where we are going to have a lot of dignitaries and some other big people. As today is well mental healthy, uh, we take the opportunity to educate people more on mental health. Right, Ilyasu, if you can hear me, I was just losing you at the latter part of that um, um, response to the question. But um, if you can hear me, I would just like for you to know that we here at Joinies, and I'm sure a lot of the people watching us, are grateful for the help you offer to persons living with mental health conditions in the Upper West region. Thank you for the intervention. Thank you for all that you do. And uh, hopefully we'll reach out to you sometime soon, visit you in Wa. And uh, for those of you who are watching who would like to support Ilyasu, your, your, your support is more than welcome. Thank you once again, Ilyasu. Uh, and just talking about help, just let us know how anyone can do that. Yeah, I want to also use this opportunity to thank Jay News for the award given me and the, the exposure they've given me through Jay News. You know, Jay News is a big, big platform which everybody would like to share with. So I thank everybody, especially uh, those who are always here to help bath and feed their people. There are a lot of people who have been supporting me, especially in the municipality. I give thanks to all of you. But I am still appealing to the general public to help Bahá'í Foundation get this accommodation we are talking about, Bahá'í Mental Home. Though we've started molding blocks, but we still need a lot of support. The uh, individuals and other organizations, whoever think that he can come to our aid to help us, we are appealing. Our door is open for everybody who think he can come and help us get a, a room, a house for these people. Thank you so much. So thank you for all you do. We appreciate you. And that was Ilyasu uh, Yusuf Baba, the Jonius impact maker for the health category. He definitely deserves that. Now, Nasiba Bawa went viral after an interview with Jonius's Maxwell Ababa at the Occupy Jolobi House protest some three weeks ago. She spoke passionately about Ghana's ineffective healthcare system. We're learning that 48 hours after the protest, she was sacked by her private employers. 
Masipa says that although she doesn't want to draw a direct link between a protest and her termination, she believes there's always a price to pay for speaking out. Maxwell Ababa has more in this report. It is the 23rd of September, the last day of a three-day protest against what organizers of the Occupy Jinobi House demonstration say it's corruption, mismanagement of the economy and unemployment. One of the protesters, Nasiba Bauer, is charging at the police. She later explained she was angry because a 24-year-old man died as a result of Ghana's ineffective healthcare system. Them. The teacher, his father is a teacher, gave over 30 years of his life to the service, could not afford transplants, could not afford dialysis, 400 cities a week. What do you mean? Do you know how much taxes they check out every day? The cost of living. It is lunch time and I'm here at a restaurant in West Ligon to meet Nasiba. Her contract was terminated by private employers 48 hours after the protest. She says she doesn't want to draw a direct link between the protest and her termination, but believes there's always a price to pay for speaking out. I've worked there and I do know it's partisan. And that's why I'm trying not to, I keep saying that I I don't want that connection. if I if I knew that the company was partisan, mm-hmm. then maybe I can say that because it's partisan, it's yeah. fair enough to come towards towards people's talk. But I don't know it's the partisan. Yeah. And I wasn't told that it was the reason. Yeah. And another but, thing is, I wasn't rebuked for going to the protest, even though my video went viral. Okay. I was not rebuked for it. Okay. So you get that. So it's like a plain white sheet. So it's okay. really hard to say that it's because of this, it's because of that. Or okay. I was rebuked when I got to work on Monday. I was rebuked, or they sort of questioned me, or the comments were passed that made me like, hmm, you're not okay. No, none yeah. of that. Okay. If it's because of it, Fair enough, there's always a price to pay for everything. You know, that went to a protest and there was a price to pay for everything. That's why your uncle told you. That's okay. You okay wait, your uncle said what? My, you know, my uncle says that there is a price to pay for everything. Yes, they, they said, like I said, they said yeah. they had. Um, you were sick, you took days off um, with permission. Okay, so let me read that part of the tweet. You, you said, they said when I was sick and took days off with permission. They hired someone to replace me. That was three weeks ago. Why abruptly ending it now? The math is not mathing. Yeah. So you took sick leave three weeks ago. No, you returned actually. You, you took some days of sick leave and I returned. And I've been working for the past three weeks before the protest. And then 48 hours after the protest, you come back to work. Then you're told that. Um, you remember the sick leave you took three weeks ago whilst you were away? We got another person, and the person is going to start working in October. I think that for me, I didn't pay much. I mean, when I even try to think about it, I also try to think about it because yeah. I've also heard where people have been let go for like health purposes because the company feels like you can't really rely on The only reason why I was thinking was, oh, when I came, why, why was I not told that this was what was happening and um, so that I could, you know, like sort of just ready myself, yeah. you know, if that was what it was, you know. But also, people don't owe me. I just want to say that, like, I, I, I'm trying to, I understand well, I'm attempting to understand all the parties involved and just understand that or maybe that's not it, it's something else. She says she's not worried and will continue to fight for a better healthcare system. Last week, Nasiba was part of the panelists for the Joy News event on the dialysis crisis. As she said, the country continues to fail its citizens. And the only thing that stands between you and death is dialysis, and you cannot even access it. And we had the Kolebu CEO, why they cannot even open it to OPD cases. You know, and, and that's what stands in between you and death. So you are just dying not because um, your body is failing you, but because your country is failing you. And that shouldn't even be. Labor expert Senior Ejabin says Nasiba's employers erred in terminating her contract. There are brothers for termination under our labor laws. And therefore, if the termination of 
movement is not an acceptable with those grounds, then of course there are legal remedies for which an employee can can go to any adjudication any adjudication process to get um, some justice. You will have to to present a defense, I mean an argument properly so that proving that one you had in a, a contract of employment that was active and that it was terminated either in breach of the contract of employment, the labor law, or your rights under the 1992 constitution. So it, it is very, then we need to go into the circumstances a lot more to know exactly what uh, she can do. But yes, if she was terminated on the basis that she took time off with permission and came back and she was replaced, then of course that does not constitute a ground under the labor laws and hence I legal action. Well, and that's uh, the story of this activist. To watch a news desk with me, Bernice Abubedulan. So we've got business news coming up shortly. Do stay. Alfred. Silver iodide. You are right. Yeah! your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October 2023 Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. your students going forward like listen you know like when we were coming for this course the other senior said like they were saying aquinas aquinas and we told them who is aquinas do you know the st joseph seminary senior high in which we have the like we will focus them they are on better books we are going to kill them we are going to squeeze them and bust them and bust them what are you going to do to them like listen they are going to why listen we are going we are going to hey oh we are going to we are going to one we are going to one flag bust them Escabulate them, onomatopia them, enjoy them, bombastic Welcome, time for business with me, Emma Davis. The Director General of the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, Dr. John Oferitan Kwan, has stated that 
The only way to eradicate old age poverty for workers in the informal sector is to join the SNIT scheme. Speaking at a stakeholder meeting at WAR in the Upper West Region regarding its newly launched product, the Self-Employed Enrollment Drive, he noted that the aim is to redefine social security in Ghana and give hope to the self-employed to be able to retire with dignity and comfort. Rafiq Salam reports from WAR. The stakeholder engagement held by the Social Security and National Insurance Trust, SNET, is in partnership with the Trade Union Congress, aimed at roping workers in the informal sector to have a dignified retirement. Various trade associations took part in the engagement, including dressmakers, hairdressers, tailors, farmers, and the Ghana Private Road Transport Union. SNET used the opportunity to throw more light on their latest product, the self-employed enrollment drive, SEED, a product geared towards expanding coverage of the basic national scheme. Director General of SNET, Dr. John Ofer Cronton said, the aim is to redefine social security in Ghana and give hope to the self-employed to be able to retire in dignity and comfort. SEED is not that different, in fact, it is the same product, the same uh, contributions, rates, and the same benefits. The only difference is that people who are self-employed, the law allows them to make payments as and when their businesses and their incomes allow. Unlike those in the formal sector who are employed by other employers, then there the obligation is that the employer pays for them regularly as long as they are rendering service to the employer. So for the self-employed, the uh, participation onto the SNIS scheme is voluntary. It is not mandated by law. Uh -huh. So these people then also have some flexibility as to when they pay their pensions. However, because the product is the same, the longer you contribute, the more your income replacement value, the higher your pension. And the often you contribute, the more you stand to benefit or to qualify for invalidity or uh, life insurance benefits as and when those events occur. Dr. John Ofer Quranton allayed the fears of the public on some misconceptions about Senate stating that it is a change agency. Yes, there are a lot of misconceptions about misconceptions about SNET. Uh, one of them has been that SNET is only uh, available to government workers only. So that means that if you are not paid by the Controller and Accountant General, then you cannot join SNET. But that is false. As I showed today in the presentation, what we found out is that right now, there are more private sector workers joining SNET, some 1.2 million of them, whereas government workers are only like some 700,000 at best. The last one is that people think that SNET pensions are low. Yeah, I'm sure you've heard people say, well, I've worked for 25 years, and uh, uh, when I went some pension, all I got was some small amount of money. Well, as I said today, the SNET scheme is not an investment scheme, it is an insurance scheme. What do we insure? We insure your salary. Like other insurance companies, we insure your cars, your houses. SNET, what we insure is your salary. He noted that the only way to eradicate old age poverty in the country is to join the SNES scheme. We have a branch around and they have also been mandated to go out there and do public education and some marketing. So I think with all of our collective efforts, if we want to eradicate old age poverty, because our society has changed and our children are not going to be living with us in the villages anymore because they are going to school and they are getting jobs elsewhere and they are probably going to abroad or going to Accra or whatever. We cannot rely on them. And so whilst we are working, whatever the nature of our job, let's take advantage of it. So help us spread the message. Reporting for the news, Rafik Salam. Back in Accra, leading dairy producer Promacido Ghana has donated over 330,000 CDs 
to support the cost of surgery of some seven patients at the National Cardiothoracic Center at Kolebu. This comes after the corporate social responsibility campaign of the company, Cowbell Impacting Lives, partnered the center to support financially constrained patients. The ceremony coincided with a series of social impact activities which form part of the launch of the Cowbell Premium and the Cowbell Vita Rich product. Here's more. As part of its corporate social responsibility, Promacidol Ghana has donated 335,700 CDs to the National Cardiothoracic Centre of Ghana. The effort, which is part of a partnership with Ghana's only tertiary cardio centre, will see producers of the recently launched Cowbell Premium and Cowbell Vita Rich cater for the surgeries of some cardiac patients. Speaking to Joy Business at the ceremony, Human Resource Manager of Promacidol Ghana, Andrews Bodom, expressed his company's commitment to give back to the society through its Cowbell Impacting Lives initiative. Our aim is to better the lives of people, but taking it a step further is to ensure that we assist in providing health care to patients, especially those who are unable to, unable to afford our our aim of coming here today is to make a donation to the cardio center in providing surgical procedure operation to seven patients to the tune of 30,000 US dollars. We believe that through this partnership, such persons would be saved and then they would have a prosperous life. Communications and Public Relations Manager at Promacidor Ghana, Gideon Kodo, had this to say on the partnership and the new variant recently launched. Beyond today's donation, which is actually an amount of 335,700 Ghana cities, which is $30,000 that we are donating to the Cardio Center. It is also to see us um, support the, the, the unit from time to time. Um, I mean, we, we look forward to this being a long-term partnership, and so it is not just a one-off. We're definitely going to have series of other donations to the, the, the center. The donation also is part of our activities marking the launch of two new variants of Cowbell, which is the Cowbell Premium and also the Cowbell uh, Vitarage. The whole idea for this two new variant is to provide variety in the dairy category space, which we are uh, leaders in. And so whilst bringing in new product to give value and also that nutritive uh, element to the Ghanaian consumer, we also see it very important to give back to the society. Dr. Cole Inchia Menza, a cardiothoracic surgeon at the center, expressed his gratitude for Cowbell's continuous generosity. The gesture is not just a simple presentation of cash, but you are virtually giving these individuals their lives back to them. Because without this surgical intervention, the outcome is bleak for them. We are grateful that you are not making it a one-off donation and that you have promised a long-term partnership, starting with these seven. And so we are looking for many more donations or many more presentations to save the many patients who need these um, surgeries. Promacidol Ghana recently introduced Cowboy Premium and Cowboy Vita Rich, which are new variants of Ghana's favorite dairy product, Cowbell. That's all for business. My name is Emma Davis. For more news, log on to myjoyonline.com forward slash business. Use this continues. Alfred. Silver Iodide. You're right. Yeah! 
your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October Thank you for staying on news desk with me, Bernice Abubedulansa, and the story about 21-year-old Mel Seifiana Ochoa, who's chosen to work instead of furthering her education so she can help her younger siblings access education, will be brought to you during the midday news. So you want to stay for that. That is our latest edition of our Stories of Hope. That's how we end this edition. I'm grateful for your time. There's more news when you log on to myjoyonline.com. We are also very interactive on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We are Joy News on TV. Do enjoy the rest of your day. At 12, we are back with a major news update. Take care. viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC.